announced the creation of a new information operations technical training school. Air Force Basic Military Training has an updated curriculum with a new focus on readiness and lethality. The first command, the Air Force starts here. Everybody, welcome in to the Air Force Starts here, and thanks for the subscribe, stream, or download. However, you might be listening in today. If you get us a chance to throw us a star or a review, we certainly would appreciate that as well. My name is Dan Hawkins from the Air Education and Training Command Public Affairs Team, and your host for this professional development podcast dedicated to bringing total force. Big A Airmen Insight Tips, Tricks, and Lessons Learned from the Recruiting, Education, and Training World. Episode number one of 2023 of the pod, and it features Mr. Harold Ward. He's the director of the Air Force Culture and Language Center at Air University. And we had a great conversation about how language, regional expertise, and culture education enables the agile combat employment concept, commonly referred to as ACE. Mr. Ward did a great job of explaining the why and how the language, regional expertise, and culture helped the Air Force execute integrated deterrence in line with Air Force Chief of Staff General Charles Q. Brown Jr.'s Accelerate, Change, or Lose strategy, as well as how the LEAP program, which stands for the Language Enabled Airman Program, fits into that philosophy. We also spent some time discussing development of the LEAP scholars, as well as some of the real-world examples coming out of Afghanistan, Ukraine, that highlight the importance of language and cultural understanding in combined operations around the world. You also don't want to miss when we talk about the re-release of the Air Force Culture and Language Center's signature Culture Guide app and how the center is providing education at enterprise scale and velocity in line with our AETC Commander Lieutenant General Brian Robinson's priority of incorporating digital age technology across the command to enable learning anywhere, anytime. So let's talk LREC as an ACE enabler Episode 65 of the Air Force Starts Here launches right now. So, Mr. Ward, tell us a little bit about yourself. Dan, thanks for having me here uh, today. And uh, my name is Howard Ward. I'm director of the Air Force Culture and Language Center here at uh, Air University at Maxwell Air Force Base. And we have an incredible mission. Our mission is partner interoperability and adversary understanding through language, region, and culture education. You know, General Brown has charged us uh, to be a force that's integrated by design with partners and allies. And there's no better place than AETC First Command uh, to really start making that happen. So I'm looking forward to having you a, a chat with you today about what we do in language, region, and culture. And really, your guys' mission, even though you were founded, uh, I say all the way back in 2006, uh, but still you guys are approaching 20 years, but the cross-cultural competence that your organization brings uh, really vital in today's strategic competitive environment, ties to General Brown's integrated by design. You maybe just give just a broad brush for those who may not understand what the Air Force Culture and Language Center does, uh, how you fit into that from a, a culture and language perspective. Certainly. Uh, in today's environment, our strategy is integrated deterrence. And if you look at the national defense strategy, all phases of that from planning 
to campaigning, to forced development. It's all predicated on being totally integrated as a seamless team, not two groups, but a seamless team with our partners and allies. And there's no pathway to get to that without a force that is, has skills in language, region, and culture. And that's what we do uh, here at uh, the Air Force Culture and, and Language Center. Uh, the first uh, you know, thing that I'll tell you about is our language program called the Language Enabled Airmen Program, or LEAP, as I'll refer to it uh, the rest of the day. Because we know here in the Air Force, if you can't make an acronym out of it, it's not worth having. So we have a really good one for that program. Uh, LEAP is a language development and sustainment program. It's for airmen that have some existing level of language skills, but they need opportunity and structure, as we like to say, where the willing and able can find opportunity and structure to be able to develop, sustain, and professionalize their language skills so that they're on the bench, ready for utilization whenever the, needs them, uh, the Air Force needs them for some contingency around the world. It's a career-spanning uh, learning model. You come into our program and we continue to work with you for the duration of uh, your career to make sure that you're ready to, uh, to come off the bench and, uh, and, and do missions for the Air Force. In region and uh, culture, uh, there are lots of different things that we do. We have a wonderful academic faculty here, uh, all PhDs, highly regarded within their academic specialties that teach at the graduate level at Air War College, at uh, Air Command and Staff College. They're also teaching at Squadron Officer School, uh, in International Officer School, uh, through Enlisted PME. Uh, we have courses that we produce for the Community College of uh, the Air Force. We're very proud of, uh, of those cross-cultural communication and introduction to, uh, to culture that are associate level courses. And we'll be uh, unveiling a new course. Uh, since you're a, a special friend of ours, Dan, we'll, I'll give you a sneak peek at something that's coming uh, in the fall. It's a, a new course called uh, Cultural Domains. And it's a comparative study of American culture with Russian culture and Chinese culture. Direct response to Action Order Charlie, where General Brown told us that we have to know our adversaries and their ways of war to include their culture and languages. So we're infusing that into uh, the associate level uh, education as well. Uh, we also do senior level uh, immersions that are very, very tailored and specific for general officers and command chiefs that are going to certain overseas assignments where they're going to be working uh, very closely at the senior political, military, and either tribal or civic uh, level so that they can uh, expect success in their first key leader engagement. And we have a, a wonderful uh, app uh, that we have uh, developed, uh, as we like to say, put the global classroom in every airman's pocket that has our field guides courseware, uh, uh, culture content that I hope we get a chance uh, to talk a lot more about today. You know, you talked about General Brown and his Accelerate Change or Lose strategy and high-end readiness uh, for competition against our strategic competitors like Russia and China, obviously China being the number one pacing challenge, so important. And you talked about the LEAP program. So how do you see LEAP scholars with the training that they get um, through language and culture. How do you see that tying to uh, a really big word that we hear in our Air Force today, agile combat employment? So it's a great question. Let's uh, start with a definitive statement. LREC, language, region, and culture. Language, region, and culture is an ACE enabler. The strategy is called integrated deterrence. The Air Force's operating concept to fulfill that strategy is called Agile Combat Employment, or ACE. And as we look through ACE doctrine, there's four key areas where you can look not only at LEAP, 
but culture general skills that all airmen need uh, in order to be able to be successful under the ACE construct. The first one, it's clear from the literature that ACE is predicated on integration with host nation assets, not just technology and platforms, but at the people level. If we're gonna be one seamless team, we have to be able to understand the world through the eyes of our partners to be able to work with them, to do it, to be totally integrated. Those are skills that we have to have that we rehearse during exercises to be credible. That is the first peg in the tent in ACE Doctrine, Air Force Doctrine Note 1-21, uh, if folks want to go back and, uh, and, and read it and take a look at it and see integration with host nation assets is a starting point. Now, who's going to do the work of that integration? In Doctrine, they're called multi-capable airmen. And typically you hear that discussion uh, centered around being able to do more than one Air Force, Air Force Specialty Code, AFSC, out there, but there's something that goes beyond that. It's one thing to be able to do that with the U.S. Air Force. It's another thing to be able to do that with the Air Force or the civilian population of who's going to be hosting us at our contingency locations to do that. We have to have culture and language skills to do that. And I hope a lot of folks that are listening uh, today, and I know you have a, a large audience here, and I'm excited uh, you know, to talk about how we start to incorporate culture and language more into the multi-capable airman uh, you know, tool set because we, we really don't grow our capability and our agility by being able to do those things only with the U.S. Air Force. Multi-capable airmen have to work with their counterparts uh, to be able to get the, uh, the operational effect that we're looking for. Now, if we answer the mail on integration and multi-capable airmen with culture and language skills, there's two operational effects that we can really achieve. The first is tempo. It's very clear that ACE is meant for us to, to, to go fast to either uh, do some problem prevention or capitalize on opportunities as the case may be, but it's clear at tempo. There's a speed organizations can operate at when they are able to communicate and connect effectively with their, with their teammates. There's a speed much slower than that when you can't connect and communicate effectively with your, your teammates. Culture and language skills are essential to getting the operational tempo that we want where we're dictating circumstances to an adversary rather than being reactive uh, out there. Culture and language skills are, 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 are vital to that. And then lastly, in shaping adversary perceptions. Remember, the strategy is called integrated deterrence. And an effective deterrent has to have three things, capability, credibility, and willingness. So if we're totally integrated with the host nation, multi-capable airmen are building an effective team and demonstrating through exercises over a period of time that we're a very credible force and we're willing uh, to go out and work together, uh, it's going to affect the decision-making calculus. And that is so really, really important uh, that, that we deter and adversaries uh, start to rethink uh, the value of kinetic operations to be able to achieve some national objectives that they want. So those are the four key areas that, uh, that language, region, and culture skills are going to be vital. And you know, personally, I, I don't think we get as much out of the concept as we would with the investment in language, region, and culture skills, starting at uh, AETC. Wow, I mean, just a, a lot to unpack there. And, and so it kind of got me curious thinking about like, you know, we're talking about what it does for us. How do we, how do we get to that point where we have personnel uh, in this program who are trained and ready to go out and execute this mission that you talk about? 
But Dan, the the bench for Leap is over 3,500 members uh, with in, in 95 different languages. So we are constantly preparing folks at the at the tactical level. We go far beyond just traditional language uh, development. And you know, be blunt, we don't have Leap just so someone can have a better lunch experience with someone from another nation. We are training up military professionals to use their culture and language skills with other military professionals in an operating uh, environment so that we can work as one seamless uh, you know, team. At the tactical level, we have courses where we infuse doctrine, systems, tactics, into their vocabulary, lots of different uh, you know types of you know things. If you, let's just say, for instance, you picked up your uh, your language skills uh, because your 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 family, or even you grew up in another country, you picked up some skills that way. Typical conversation over the dinner table doesn't involve terms like target tracking radar, pulse repetition frequency, fragmentary warhead, fuel bowsers, uh, things like that. And you have to understand how to speak those things in an operating environment to do that. That's the, the, the really the value of the LEAP curriculum is professionalizing the skills, but then infusing the technical vocabulary into it so that those skills are fit uh, for operations. And we have a number of different courses uh, that we do that. Uh, uh, and, and then the second part uh, of that is that it, it serves no purpose to do that if the Air Force can't see that talent and then call it up for utilization. We've done a lot of work uh, to ensure that every single thing that we do, every course, every immersion, every event, goes into the Air Force system of record. It's in MIL PDS, where career field managers can look at it and find it. So let's say uh, you need to send a fuel specialist to one of the ACE lead wings, and that lead wing is going to have a habitual training relationship with, uh, you know, fill in the blank country in uh, the Indo-PACOM AOR. You can see that talent in MIL PDS, match that with the technical specialty, send it to that base. If it's just short term for an exercise, uh, there's a number of different ways that that uh, talent can be accessed. But that's how we go about the preparation out there. There's a tactical aspect of it. And then what we do with data to make sure that the Air Force can see it and do true talent management in matching uh, the right airmen with the right skills to the right mission. And it seems like, just from what I read, you guys are able to do this now, even within the new Air Force construct of Afrogen. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, with our app, uh, we have courseware that are requirements in the prepare phase uh, of Afrogen. Our flagship uh, course, uh, Developing Cultural Competence, uh, is a requirement. Uh, and then our regionally focused courses are in a, a, a basket of other courses uh, that can be taken uh, to to complete uh, the requirements uh, for doing that. So really, really happy uh, that starting with first command, uh, recognizing how foundational that culture general skills are in the deployed environment and are pulling that into uh, the prepare phase so that all airmen uh, get exposure to the principles of, of, of culture, perspective taking so that they're prepared and equipped uh, as AETC always does to have uh, airmen uh, ready to perform uh, exceptionally when they get downrange and working with partners. So we, we, I mean, we've talked now a little bit about the why, a little bit about maybe the how, how it all kind of comes together, but you know, how vital now once you get through that why and how phase um, is the actual uh, capabilities that they provide to the mission, uh, how does that play out on that international stage 
uh, in a multi-capable airman uh, thought process. How can you give us some maybe real-world examples of, of how uh, LEAP scholars have really impacted international missions? Sure. Let me just, uh, I'm going to start kind of generically, and then I'll share a couple of uh, vignettes uh, with you. The importance uh, that particularly uh, members of LEAP, because they speak uh, the, the language, bring to them can't be understated. Relationships are key. You have to interact with people to be able to establish relationships because the relationships lead to decisions. Like, you may base here. You may use our airspace. We will actually, uh, you know, become interoperable with you in our platforms, and we will actually go fight uh, with you to do those things. These these things that, as I like to say, left of go, that have everything to do with what happens right of go, uh, are essential. Now, in, in our system, we know that uh, in building a relationship, familiarity is important. But but Airman PCS, they leave and they turn over, and it's just not practical that the same faces for 10, 15 years can be going to a certain location uh, and folks from the host nation get to know them. But that's where language and culture skills come in, and particularly uh, you know, language with uh, LEAP is a sense of familiarity that even though the faces may change, the expectations remain constant. And there's a relationship so that let's say when if I've been there for a couple of years, uh, you know, in and out uh, doing an exercise and then you come in and replace me because you speak the language, you understand the people. There's that sense of familiarity that keeps building that relationship strong so that we get so that the decision making is firm because uh, decision making is still how we win wars out there is by making decisions faster and more effectively than an adversary and winning between the ears has everything to do with winning on the battlefield. So that's what uh, language and culture skills are doing on the world stage. Just a couple, let me share a, a story of, uh, it was, uh, it's now Captain, but then uh, Lieutenant uh, Lorraine uh, Kielty, uh, an, an intel officer at that time, she was assigned uh, to one of the, uh, ASOS is, I think, the uh, uh, 18th ASOS down at uh, Pope Army uh, Airfield, and her squadron uh, was tasked to go participate in a, a conference uh, down in Central America where every air chief from Central and South America was there. And the topic that uh, her unit was tasked to talk about was uh, an unclassified command and control system. Her commander, because uh, he was involved in her elite development, knew that he didn't need to go find an interpreter or anything to do that that because of the skills that she had uh, developed from kind of like a high intermediate level to a uh, to a fluent level uh, with us, within this unit already had the right person to go do that. And there's a, a, a great uh, you know story that when the, then Lorraine, uh, Lieutenant Kielty got up on the stage, there was a uh, interpretation going on, what's called simultaneous interpretation, where uh, there's someone in real time doing interpretation, folks who have earpieces in listening. But when Lieutenant Kielty got up on the stage to start talking about this, every single earpiece in the room came out, went down on the table. And in that moment, every air chief in Central and South America connected directly to an American airman. You can't AI that, Dan. There's no way you machine tra translate that uh, to show how much we value the partnership and the relationships by having an American airman speak to it. I mean, remember this quote that uh, the President Nelson Mandela once uh, you know, said, speak to someone in a language they understand, it goes to their head, speak to someone in their own language, it goes to their heart. 
this that that's just that is an example of uh, of how we win the, the the long game. There are you know so many other great uh, you know stories that we can share. Just recently from uh, Ukraine, uh, you know, you know Afghanistan, even just recently in the an exercise in the in the Philippines, uh, three airmen uh, were were working with the the Marine Corps who were exercising with the Philippine. Uh, Marine Corps uh, on there. It's kind of like the Marine Air Corps equivalent of uh, the Marine Corps equivalent of, uh, of ACE, a concept that they're working on. And uh, they asked us for some help to provide Tagalog speakers. And the relationships that, that our Tagalog speakers uh, were able to build with the Philippine uh, Marine Corps, which uh, allowed such a nice fluid uh, you know, transfer of communication in terms of performance feedback. And improving performance during that exercise, the uh, the brigade commander, uh, a, a one star from the Philippine Marine Corps, his quote was, "I've been doing this exercise for 34 years. This is the first time the Americans have brought linguists. I can't imagine doing this without it again. Having them here raised all of our levels of performance. To do that, the language and the culture allowed them to do some things that they, that, that this general hadn't seen in 34." Uh, exercise. Those are just a couple of examples, and uh, and and many, many more, of how uh, language uh, enabled airmen are doing incredible things on the world stage. Yeah, and you really made such an excellent point. Uh, if you think about when you travel, or you know, I think back. Your story made me think back to my days in Turkey when I was a security forces airman, and uh, I worked um, in the nuclear enterprise on a Turkish air force base. Uh, and our 15 and five minute response capability was actually Turkish Air Force members and the, the pride they would take when you would communicate their language to communicate, you, you know, the, the directions and the orders like uh, it just went a long way. So what, what you're saying totally makes sense. And, you know, you apply that to a bigger scale in the interoperability of our, our armed forces with other nations and our partners and allies really makes a big deal. Um, and earlier, I want to go back to something you, you briefly mentioned. Um, you kind of re-released your signature culture guide app. So can you um, tell us about some of the new additions, new courses? You briefly hinted at, at some upcoming content, but um, you've also talked about it as enterprise uh, at scale and velocity. So at the enterprise level. So uh, tell us about the, the app. When General Brown uh, issued the action orders, and we looked at the expectations from Action Order Alpha of developing cultural competence as one of the core competencies of airmen, and the expectations of Action Order Charlie of understanding our adversaries and also understanding our friends uh, as well. And and by the way, push the throttles up to mill power and do it really, really quickly. Accelerate, change, uh, or lose. We didn't think that we could get the scale and the velocity across the enterprise that General Brown wanted us to get in those action orders with traditional delivery methods. Now, we've always had an app uh, here at, uh, at AFCLC that's been a repository for our culture you know, field guides. We've produced 76 of them now, and we continue to add uh, more and more uh, every year. But we thought, you know, this tool that we've got, we can do an awful lot more with it. So we, uh, we, we went to work building out the infrastructure so that we could deliver official Air Force courseware through our app because accessibility is one of the problems that we deal with every airman and, and Dan as a security forces member you know this extremely well you didn't work in front of a, a workstation 
uh, all day long where you had access uh, you know, to a computer. Many airmen uh, are still like that, or total force airmen that are traditional uh, guardsmen or, or reservists. Uh, you know, only, you know, they're drill weekends, they don't have constant access, but how do we provide education in, you know, to them and make it accessible in, uh, in, in real time? So we, uh, we, we developed our courses, their official Air Force courses, course numbers, course descriptions. There is, they're waiting for you in MIL PDS where the Air Force can account for completion of all of them. And you can complete them right on our app. Uh, you just go through the course. If you complete the knowledge checks, you can get a completion certificate at the end. Hit the share button from your phone and go right to your training manager and, uh, and get the completion uh, you know, logged. We've also built uh, an on-demand video content uh, library that uh, is really growing, uh, you know, quickly with uh, content for all of our different combatant commands and some, you know, you know generically focused uh, as well. And I would encourage everybody to just, you know, take the app and start looking at that video content. So when you're ready to learn, the global classroom is in your pocket. We're ready to teach it anytime you're ready to learn, uh, you know, through the app. And I think I've got a great story for you about how we, uh, I think we could say to, uh, to, to General Brown, we did it when it comes to scale and velocity. Uh, you mentioned Afghanistan. Uh, when that withdrawal uh, you know, happened and lots of people were trying to leave uh, you know, the country and locations around the world found out that they were gonna be having a lot of guests uh, you know, drop in. We started getting calls like, hey, Howard, we know how to do pretty much everything that we need to do except how to connect and communicate. What uh, you know, can we, we do? Well, besides connecting them to LEAP scholars, uh, you know, it just simply wasn't enough possible possible to put enough Pashto and Dari or Farsi speakers uh, in place to handle everybody. But what we told them was to take your phone out of your pocket. Uh, if our app's not already there, shame on you. Get it on the, get it on your, uh, your phone right now and open up the Afghanistan field guide. Learn as much as you can, as fast as you can in three specific areas, family and kinship, Everybody that's going to be involved in helping folks get off the airplane and into a facility for processing needs to understand how important it is to keep family members uh, together when you're getting them off uh, the airplane. We even have members of LEAP do pocket cards uh, to, to send out around the world so that folks that didn't speak any of the language could just read off the card. Hold up fingers for how many people in your family. Uh, so that they could try to account for them at the minute they left uh, the airplane. We told them to learn as much as they could, as fast as they could about gender roles, because there's different uh, ways that we see gender between the, the cultures. And within that family group, who do you talk to? Uh, who would you get female uh, airmen uh, to speak to within that family group to be able to do that? And then lastly, uh, learn as much as you can about health, food, and sustenance. Remember, the folks that are getting off those airplanes everything they knew and understood about life changed in a single day. And in your goal of keeping some level of stability and order to this is going to be a function of how much familiarity that you can show them. If you at least have something for them to eat that's compatible with the dietary restrictions uh, of, of Islam, then uh, you're probably going to uh, have enough familiarity to help uh, maintain order. So. If you learn as much as you can about those three things, uh, you know, then you're probably going to live to get a second 24 hours where you can start to learn a lot more of the nuanced things. And to our knowledge, uh, there's not been an adverse uh, story come out in the news that had to do with culture and language uh, that uh, 
withdraw. And, and we gave similar advice when uh, Ukraine, uh, you know, happened as well. And not just uh, for uh, uh, refugees from uh, Ukraine, but uh, folks working with our partners in Poland, Romania, Hungary, uh, Bulgaria, uh, around the world to be able to do that. The world just moves too quickly for traditional methods out there. We, we couldn't have mailed booklets around the world fast enough to, to deal with this. We couldn't have uh, conducted enough Zoom sessions simultaneously in different time zones around the world. And we certainly couldn't have gotten on airplanes to get around and do in-person uh, you know, sessions uh, like that. When, when General Brown said accelerate change, he meant in the education business as well. And this is a, just a great example of how you know, AETC uh, is using the education mission to impact real world uh, operations and get a, a, a successful outcome from it. We're really proud of that story. Thank, thank you for asking. Well, and I, I know one of General Tullis's priorities at Air University is to elevate the learning experience. And of course, General Robinson's priority of you know, incorporating digital age technology across the command to include being able to access learning, as you mentioned, anywhere, anytime, any device, um, all that fits right, right square into our senior leader priorities and really so important to us being accomplished uh, the Air Force mission. I was curious, uh, you brought up our use of the app. Are there examples of any of our uh, partners and allies uh, using this app to their benefit? Well, Dan, uh, when starting with uh, AETC, uh, we're, we're really proud that AETC pulled uh, our courseware uh, into the AFWORGEN model. That's a huge statement uh, about the importance of culture and language and working with our partners. A general purpose force that's CONUS based with a global mission has to have these skills and we are orders of magnitude more prepared uh, to do that. And thanks to uh, you know, AETC uh, for bringing that in. You know, leave, leave it to Air Force senior NCOs to be on the cutting edge of everything uh, out there to include PME, our, our friends at the, the Barnes Center that uh, does all enlisted uh, PME for the Air Force. Uh, has incorporated our, our app and uh, our, our, our China and Russia courses uh, as a, official requirements uh, into completing uh, both NCO Academy and Airman Leadership School. And we, and we hope uh, something similar will be happening in Senior NCO Academy uh, at, at some point. But we're really, really proud that we're re reaching uh, the enlisted leaders uh, of the future to develop that global mindset of understanding our adversaries and our friends. I like to point out, I think, Sun Tzu was two thirds uh, correct when he uh, when he talked about the importance of knowing the enemy and yourself. He left out friends. Everything from stra our strategy of integrated deterrence to agile combat employment says we must work effectively with our friends. So we have to spend as much time making sure that we know our friends uh, as much as we do ourselves and our enemies, and uh, leave it to our uh, our incredible NCOs in the Air Force uh, to figure that out. And if you don't think that's important, having and NCOs that think that way, take a look at Ukraine and see what's happening with uh, the, the Russian army uh, right now in the condition of their enlisted force versus uh, in the best military in the world where we value and treasure educated and empowered uh, NCOs that can lead uh, out in the field uh, you know, to do that. Those are just a couple of examples. And there are so many others that are in the exploratory phase looking at us. I hope you'll call me back a year from now. And I think we'll take your whole podcast just answering that one question about who else is on board uh, with it, because others are seeing the value not just of the content, but being able to deliver it in such a reliable, accessible manner 
through the phone. And today's airmen are very comfortable in learning uh, over their phone. It's just not just watching, but just learning and interacting uh, with mobile devices to be able to genuinely learn that way. We can learn a lot. We can learn fast with this platform. All right, I want to have just a little bit of fun here, too, before we go. I want to put you on the hot seat so and ask you a couple questions, especially regarding the app. Uh, what is uh, the one or two classes that are on the app right now that every airman in the Air Force, regardless of AFSC, in your opinion, should take? I would start with our Developing Cultural Competence course, the flagship course. It's the foundation, no matter where you're going in the world, this that course, it's not specific to any region, but it's about what, what culture is. What are the different attributes of it? How does culture change over time? How do you develop the skills of perspective taking and learning to ask the right questions? To not go, if I were you, but to simply see the world through your eyes so that we can work together uh, more effectively and gain tempo and cohesiveness uh, in, in military operations. That's absolutely the place uh, to start. Uh, from there, uh, in keeping up with uh, the, the action orders from General Brown, I would encourage folks to take our introduction to Chinese culture or introduction uh, to Russian culture, you know, of course, to start uh, you know, learning about our adversaries and the way they think. We like to uh, you know, sometimes say that uh, culture is the OS of humans. It's what drives decision making. So if you want to be able to work at a speed inside the decision loop of adversaries, you understand not just what they think, but why they think that way to gain velocity inside that decision loop. And culture is the way, just like with your computer, if you want to know how it's going to operate, you need to know the OS for it. So if you want to know how people are going to make decisions, you need to understand the, you know, the culture. But I would also say that uh, if you're coming out of a, a first command and your first assignment is going to be to Japan, uh, I would go take the introduction to Japanese culture course, so that you can be a lot more familiar about uh, uh, the environment that you're going to be living with, uh, you, know, you and your family as well, or if you're going to PCS2 Korea, you know, introduction to a Korea culture uh, course uh, as well. So that's uh, you know how I would guide someone in uh, trying to pick which courses uh, to take first. So in second to last question, I want to know, out of all the courses that you've taken, whether within the app or at the school, what is the single, not single biggest, but maybe the most surprising thing you learned about culture that in a million years you may not have ever learned if you weren't taking all these courses? Dan, this might answer might be a little bit uh, strange for you, but I think that the more I learn about other cultures, the more I learn is that we have a lot in common with people around the, the world. Every time I, I, a new course, a new video, and learn you know, know something uh, more that uh, I learned that, that, that people are people and we have uh, a lot more things in common than we do separating us. And we should find comfort in that when our strategy is uh, integrated deterrence and our operating concept to do that has everything to do with integration with host nation uh, assets. Our 12 domains of uh, culture uh, teaching model, that's how our field guides uh, for the countries are organized. And it's just a way of bending different attributes that are common to every culture in the world, like we talked about in the Afghanistan guide, uh, you know, from there. And I, when I get a chance to talk to people, I tell them that the 12 domains of culture, it's either a way to find differences or it's a way to find commonalities. It depends on what you're, uh, you're you're looking for. I mean, I love striking up conversations. Uh, my, my favorite domain of culture is food. 
you might imagine. So when I'm meeting someone from another culture, tell, tell, tell me about your food. I guarantee you they're going to tell me about something that I like. And it gives me a chance. Uh, it finds the you know commonality is that we, we find we find strength through unity and commonality. We find incredible breadth in our diversity to do that. Both are incredibly important. So understanding what we have in common and then learning how we uh, we capitalize and become stronger through the differences is really important. So um, that's the one simple thing that I learned that's common through everything uh, else is that we really have a lot of in, in common with people around the world if we take the time to, to look for it. And it's important that we do that uh, when integration so closely with our partners and allies is the key to operational success. I was trying to think uh, what what famous person said an army travels on its stomach. We're all I think every army or air force in the world is probably common in that regard, right? So I know General Patton uh, said that whether he originated or not, but I've I've heard that attributed to General, uh, you know, Patton and uh, and, and from firsthand experience, uh, I, I think an air, an air force travels and flies on its stomach as well. Absolutely. And so, last question. Um, you know, I know there's a ton of resources, a ton of information, but what's the best way if somebody wants to find out either more information about the Air Force Culture and Language Center or about the app or just what you do in general, uh, what, what's the best place for them to go? I would send them to our, our, our website. Uh, if you just go to your, your favorite search engine and type in uh, AFCLC, uh, will be the first thing uh, that comes up where you can learn about our, our language programs. Uh, either how to you know, try to access the talent or uh, if you meet the requirements uh, to apply, to come apply and, and, and be a scholar uh, in, in LEAP uh, and develop your language skills uh, for utilization. You can learn about all of our different academic programs, uh, about all the content that we put out for on-demand uh, you know, consumption and many, many other things uh, as well. And of course, uh, I would send them uh, to, to the app uh, if you go to our uh, to either uh, the App Store or Google Play, type in AFCLC, where the first thing uh, that comes up, uh, the app is PKI certificated. So it's uh, cleared for government devices, and you'll find it in the App Store for any government-issued uh, device. And I would send them there uh, immediately to start uh, you know, learning more and getting access uh, to all of our great content so that you can learn anytime that you're ready to learn. Awesome. Well, hey, sir, I really thank you for your time today. This is very enlightening and and uh, I need to go download that app. Yeah, you sure you, you sure do. And uh, I appreciate the chance uh, to talk with you. You know, if I could just in a, in a final uh, thought as we're wrapping up, uh, there's something that I wish more people knew uh, about us, and that is really the accessibility uh, of of talent from the language enabled airmen program it's all there in the system of record uh, where it can be consumed and that you know i wish that more people knew that as they were sourcing talent for missions uh that they would uh go and find that talent and use it more because we develop it uh, for the specific purpose of utilization you know and it's even important uh, right here in the in, in aetc for for every american airman aetc is first command but ATC is also first command for many of our international partners as well. In, in many of our, our bases in AETC, we're training international partners. So having folks that are skilled in culture and, and languages of our partners that are coming through for training are absolutely invaluable. In the system of record, you can find what's uh, there in, in the base population that we've trained up for you to use. You can interact with our website to find a way uh, to access it. And if that relationship is habitual and ongoing, you're gonna be training airmen from country X 
every year. Go source those instructors from LEAP so that you can make that uh, that connection and not have uh, the training diminished because we're not able to connect and, and, uh, and communicate uh, uh, effectively. And I would also uh, like to put in a plug that often uh, language and culture skills are considered soft power. And sometimes there's a connotation that goes with that, that it's, uh, that it's nice to have but not uh, essential to have. I hope I've made the case with you today that everything uh, that has to do with the viability of ACE uh, as a concept, uh, culture and language skills are an important part of it. And anything that contributes to generating air power for the unit, it, it can't be considered, you know, a, a, a nice to have. Uh, it, it is a must have. And I would say that, uh, you know, thanks for the opportunity today and more people can hear that we're, we're taking risk in the concept without uh, valuing and incorporating culture and language skills uh, into that co uh, concept. It's far more than soft power. Uh, the relationships are important and we build those, but if those relationships are important to be able to employ uh, air power in an AOR, it's, 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 not, it's not soft, it's essential. And thank you for the opportunity to tell that story uh, today and how AETC and Air University are such a relevant uh, part of, uh, of, of our strategy in a very fast-moving world. As General Robinson says, we're building the airman advantage in strategic competition and obviously, you know, the language and culture skills that, that the, uh, your center provides uh, very valuable. So again, thank you for your time today. Thank you as well, Dan. It's a privilege. Just a ton to unpack there from Mr. Ward, so we really appreciate him coming on to talk about how the Air Force Culture and Language Center is helping prepare airmen for operations in agile combat employment environments and thought his comments on being most surprised that countries often have more commonalities than differences was very enlightening at the end of the interview when we talked about what surprised him most uh, after being at the center for so long. So really great conversation and we appreciate it. As a reminder, you can follow Air Education and Training Command and our commander, Lieutenant General Brian Robinson on social media. AETC is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, while you can find Lieutenant General Robinson on Twitter at AETC under score commander for 24 7 news and notes you can find us on the web as well we're at www.aetc.af.mil thanks for checking out the podcast as we dive into the world of recruiting training and education for our entire aetc public affairs team i'm dan hawkins so long we'll talk to you next time on the air force starts here